This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social, episode, uh, season two, episode 30. Uh, mm. I'm your host, Maz, and of course, I'm joined by Ryan. And we've got a special guest this week because Ben is unfortunately not with us uh, this week. So we've got the main man, Mr. Twitter, Grizz Khan, uh, a Liverpool fan. And uh, you were at the game, Grizz. You were, you were, you were at the, in the away end. Um, you said, it, was it your first game, uh, first time in Brighton, wasn't it? For a game, is that right? First time at the stadium, yeah. Not the first right. time in Brighton, second... Second time in Brighton, but we won't discuss the first time. It was many moons ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Love it. Right. No. Uni night out. Well, you can no. ask, but I'm not going to answer. So. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you remember where you went out in Brighton or not? Uh, nope. Can't remember <laughs> anything. Funny. I'm drinking milk now. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll stick to the football, Grace. Grace, how how's your first visit to the Amex? Just just kick us off, mate. How how do you find the atmosphere, the stadium itself? Atmosphere. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't answer the atmosphere. Now, actually, uh, just stick to the stadium. Do you know what? Obviously, obviously we won, so obviously that probably changes the whole experience. But I was thinking, even if we hadn't won, I would have been pissed off about the result and everything. Of of course. But the experience would have been still the, not the same, obviously. But it was brilliant. Like honestly, God, we were talking about it on the way back, and I was there was about eight of us, and I was like, I hope they never get relegated. <laughs> honestly, it was it was so it was so scenic. The, the way we got walked to your ground under the over the bridge, literally as you said, two minutes walk from the station because you told me it was going to be like two minutes from the station. Um, we actually went to the 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 marina first, where, oh, the, nice. where the team was. Oh yeah, 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 nice. yeah. So got to see sort of the players whatnot, and then got a cab straight to the ground, and we found out it's next to the stadium anyway. Beautiful stadium. I didn't know how nice it is until you get inside. It's like proper nice. Yeah. And then on top of that, the weather was amazing. And then a couple of seagulls flying past. Glad you had a good day, Chris. I'm really yeah. glad you had a good day, mate. Because we Honestly, I don't mean that. to see I don't mean to rub it in. And I'll see what I'm saying. It sounds like I'm rubbing it in, but I'm not. I'm actually talking about, I'm trying to take away the like the game, right? Yeah, yeah, Just yeah, the experience. Yeah. And the surface, your playing surface was immaculate. Like it was beautiful, beautiful. It was like, yeah, you it know, helped you, like Chris. the old hybrid. Do us any favors? Yeah. I know. That's when I thought, oh, you guys are in trouble. This surface is too good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, no. That, that, I, th- I think I think a lot of fans will will agree with you. Like the the stadium itself, and we, yeah, we won't talk about that because Ryan, you know, as a home fan, let, let's get your obviously you were you at the game as well. Um, from from a yeah from a Brighton perspective, we we've been our, our atmosphere has been questioned uh, in the past. Uh, it's fair to say, and I, I, you know, and agrees. I actually on your podcast, remember, I said that um, you know the atmosphere has never been like an intimidating place. No one really goes, oh yeah, we're going to the Amex, we should be scared. Um, but yeah, what, what was it like, Ryan, from a Brighton perspective on match day? Like to be what, fair, was the atmosphere any good? Like to be fair, the first yeah, the first twenty minutes were actually alright. Like for the Amex. For recent times, it's been so sort of slow from the beginning. But the first 20 minutes was actually all right. Mm. And then it sort of just went a bit downhill again. Because, I don't know, we we just have a bit of a problem at the minute with five losses on the bounce. Um, Obviously, Liverpool coming to town, we can't be too disappointed. I said it at the end of the game as well. We're not, we didn't get disgraced. It wasn't one of those games where I'm going to come here and say we're, you know, we're awful because we weren't. And, you know, overall, I think obviously Liverpool deserved it. They're the better team, but... I think it was more of an edgy one based on the refereeing performance. And I don't want to, you know, I don't think the referee lost us the game or anything. I'm not coming on to say that uh, because obviously it started off actually by him giving a 
a decision in our favour, which I'm sure we'll get onto with Sanchez. Um, But just overall, it was just a bit of a shambles in terms of the referee. And I'm sure Grizz will probably have the same views on that. You know, the the Sanchez thing for a start. I mean, what do you you take on that whole Sanchez thing, Grizz? So obviously, you was at the ground as well. So obviously at the ground, we don't know what's happened. Like we know what's happened. Like the ball's gone into the back of the net. But we don't know the extent of the challenge until we start seeing it. Yeah. And um, and obviously then they go to the VAR for checking red card. Mm. And obviously by then I've checked on, on my phone and Twitter or whatever and, and seen the internet. And, I, and I've turned around and I've said to my mates, he's off. Yeah. Like there's absolutely no doubt yeah. he's off. Yeah. 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 But then when he doesn't get off, when he doesn't get sent off, then you think to yourself, oh, maybe it's because of the double jeopardy thing because we've mm. scored mm. and whatnot. But it, it was indicative, as you said, of the refereeing. Like, I know, like, we should have got the red card and the goal and it would have been game over anyway. Mm. But even as a Brighton fan, I thought he was, like, he was giving you a lot, like, like, he was giving us a lot of decisions as well. Like, honestly, I was, I was like, oh, got away with that one. That was yeah. a foul. That looked like a foul. Do you know what I mean? So, but with, 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 in terms of your atmosphere, I thought it was first 10 minutes, it was lively. And mm. you lot started exactly, off yeah. lively, lively yeah. as well. Yeah. So I thought, First okay, this is what we expected. Do you remember we done the preview, Maz, and we were like, it's gonna be you lot gonna be up for it because four defeats in a row, you're not gonna mm. you're not gonna wanna have five defeats in a row. I know it's simplistic, but you know, you're not <laughs> gonna wanna have, Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, if four, you don't want five. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but it is it's true though, because like, you know, he like Maz knows what I think of Potter. I think he's a fantastic coach. But I looked at your team lineup. And I'm not gonna lie, it was not the lineup that I expected. It was not right. the players that I expected. And then that's when it gave me hope just before kickoff. Like I was pretty nervous before. But when I saw your lineup, I thought so, I thought, okay, there must be reason why he done this. On, I don't on know. That, who, but you guys know on more. That then. Oh yeah, on that then. Because obviously I, I thought it was a good I don't know about you, Ryan. I thought it was a pretty good lineup. So did I. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a good I was, lineup. I, was, I did. I was well, really yeah. happy. I was really happy with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was really happy with it. What yeah. Grizz then, in your opinion then, what because you're saying that you were a bit, you you felt better when you saw the lineup. Why why was that? Yeah, totally, totally. What, 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 so why? I saw what Veltman. Players? I saw Veltman and Dunk in the back four. I saw Veltman. I yeah. knew he's gonna get. I knew he's gonna get dealt with, so mm. to speak. Yeah. And to right? be fair, so I thought straight away Veltman. Apart. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. as soon as I saw Veltman, that got me excited, and then I saw uh, no gross, no Moda, mm. uh, no um, who's the other one? I can't remember now. No, Wepo, no gross, no Moda. There was and Weppo. You're a big fan. Yeah, he's been yeah. injured. To be fair, Weppo has been out for a long time. Uh, so yeah, when I didn't see them three, back. when I didn't see them yeah. three, I thought, okay, I don't rate March. Sorry, March. I know nice little left foot, and I know all that kind of. I thought he's not going to get past Robertson. He's not for me. I just how I felt. I'm not right. saying Before anything because I said a controversial thing in the last episode, <laughs> right? And I said about yeah. Sanchez. So I'm not I'm not going to say about March because he's another player that every fan loves. So it really wouldn't be Oh, well, there you go. I, mean, I, thought, <laughs> I knew I knew he's not going to get the better of Robertson at any stage whatsoever. Yeah. But, but, but then I, I did think you're not going to rely on his set pieces because he's yeah. got good delivery and whatnot. But as soon as I saw... Do you remember as I was bigging up Mwepo's performance at Anfield? Yeah. I was thinking he was, he was mm. fucking wonderful. Mm. I, you know, I thought him and Basuma are going to be really hard and then Moda we bigged up as well I saw yeah, no Moda yeah. I don't know how he's been last four or five games obviously he's probably out of form you mm. guys probably know more but I saw the lineup and I thought yeah Malpai against Virgil and Matip's not going to do anything he's going to yeah. be like a buzzing around us but you know he's but that's how I felt when I saw the that's lineup yeah, 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 that's, opinion. yeah that's fair that's fair yeah that's fair Brian um, well as I say I thought it was a decent lineup to be fair but I suppose as <laughs> to say in terms of form and everything, it, it does change. You can't just play your best players every week, so on and so on. But I think, actually, I thought Mopi probably was one of our best players um, alongside Solly March. Funnily enough, who I normally give a bit of a hard time to much, I normally criticise him for his delivery, which I still don't think is, is the best, um, especially first time. But um, I thought, in terms of work rate, March and Mopi were probably yeah. the best for us on the pitch. And against Liverpool, that's probably the best you're going to hope for is work rate because we're not going to beat you in terms of quality on the best of times. Um, so, you know, considering, as you say, we didn't have Mwepu, we didn't have um, Moda, Lalana obviously came on for his five-minute cameo. Oh. And um, yeah, it was just, it just, it just didn't seem like we had much to us, to be fair. Uh, the first, as you say, 20 minutes, we started quite well, had a few decent yeah. chances, but... I think yeah, it was pace. just, I think it was San- uh, Luis Diaz. 
um, yeah, Luis Diaz just just tore us apart really, and yeah, and he, he, and he deserved his goal. I think yeah, as you say, Sanchez was a red card. I, I don't know how but how he didn't get sent off for that, to be honest. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because I want to get on his back. It it was a red card, simple as that. Um, and yeah, I thought Diaz, as you say, he he really did give Veltman a hard time. Um, as much as I say uh, Veltman, I like him. He's Mister Consistent, as you as you are you are right in saying he is much weaker in a back four and I, the the trouble is it comes back to the argument I'm not going to keep going over it with Dan Byrne um, but we're so much weaker in defence now and yeah. it's starting to really take a toll on us and yeah. obviously we're getting to Tottenham a lot later on but Maz just me the, the defending just sometimes yeah. no, I was, I was just, so I was just about to say actually funny enough it's a, it's a nice little segue so for me and I've, uh, Grizz, you both, Grizz and Ryan, you both pointed out a back four for me. That was my only qualm with the lineup. Like apart from that, I was I was buzzing with that lineup. I was like, we got McAllister yeah. starting, we got Mope, Trossard, you know, Basuma in there. You know, I, I was quite confident. But then yeah, that back four, I, I would have loved to have seen a back three uh, with the wing backs, Lamptey and um, uh, Kukurea on the wings. I would have preferred that much, and I think we would have we would have you know done better, uh, in, especially yeah. in that sort of first half. But in saying that, yeah, first 10 minutes, you know, Mope had a long ranger, you know, just went past the post. Uh, and then obviously that goal from Diaz, he just, he, you know, all, we, all, all afternoon, he, he's just absolutely giving Veltman mm. a torrid time. And obviously the, the pace beat him for the first goal and Sanchez got caught out. Um, and then, yeah, just all afternoon, Diaz, for me, uh, just on the counter was brilliant, Grizz. I, I just wanted to ask you as a Liverpool fan, what, how has Diaz sort of changed your things? Obviously against us, on the counter, he was brilliant. His pace, his directive, like he's so direct um, and he caused us a lot of problems all, all night. But as a Liverpool fan, how has that changed that dynamic of the front three? Hugely, hugely. Mm. Because what we found or what we, what we tend to find is like Salah doesn't have one player to deal with on his side. Like he always gets double teamed, minimum yeah. double teamed, right? Or even tripled at sometimes, right? And... Obviously, Brighton. Brighton thought that the danger is going to be from Trent. The danger is going to be from Salah's side, and then obviously, he's relatively new still. Well, he is new still, Diaz. But um, you know, Liverpool fans, and we obviously done the preview before. We told you Diaz is different fucking level. He's different level. Mm. He's like he is good. He, we saw I that. mean, yeah, he we was. Saw that I mean, I've, I've. Yeah. How many? <laughs> yeah. How many people? How many people are actually quicker with not quicker, but as quick. With the ball, the ball, yeah, as without. I mean, Lamptey's yeah. Lamptey's one of the quickest Lampty. players <laughs> in the Premier League. We all know this. He's one of the quickest players, without doubt. And he was tearing up Lamptey, and I was like, "This guy's a." De-. And his work rate, because a couple of times Lamptey tried to overlap with with March on on your right, but Diaz was tracking him back all the way into the corner flag, mm. and and and, and Lamptey must have thought, oh, "Go on, go hang, mate. Give me a break." Like, why have you come, followed me all the way to there? Do you know what I mean? Let me have a little bit of an overlap. But this guy's intensity yeah. was next mm. level. And I don't think you guys were quite ready for that. And yeah. Sadio Mane, like, he's still learning on the job. He's not a number nine. Mm. But he, again, he picked on Veltman. Mm. Like, Dunk's more physical. He thought, okay, I'm not going to be able to get the physicality, win the physical battle with Dunk. So he just, every time stayed on Veltman and it was a no contest at the time. The, the, the time where he flicked it over him and went through and should have yeah, passed but took a shot on. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, um, our strike force, and I'm not joking and I don't want to sound condescending or, or you know, we'll talk it about, but we didn't play well up front. Like, our forwards did not play well as a collective. I get what you're saying, uh, but, 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 but. You still tore us apart, and I think that's that's going to be the difference in, in I guess, having a, a a big six sort of fan on compared to having us. I mean, when we talk about attacking performances, I mean, I'm not being funny. <laughs> we we are right down there, and I'm um, we. I don't know what it is about us. We can play the best football, the best football at times in midfield, defense. Even okay, it's a bit more, a bit weaker now, but notoriously Brighton very good defensively, very very good in midfield. But just going forward, final third, we just picked the wrong ball. Decision making's awful. And we proved it again. I mean, we had one chance, and to be fair, Trossard. I think it was handball from, from Mope. Yeah, it was Trossard just yeah, blasted yeah. straight over the bar. And was uh, there was another well. one where Welbeck later on. Yeah, that was one nil. Yeah. But there's just so many there's so many questions, I think, over the whole sort of attack, the way we do things, because I really, really don't understand how we can 
continuously do exactly the same things wrong for so many years. And we're now, well, five losses on the bounce. We've got Tottenham on, on Wednesday. Realistically, do we actually see that changing? Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? I, well, I'll start us off as a Brighton fan. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that is the most frustrating thing about us. And I, I know, Grizz, you're a big fan of Potter and the way we play. You've always said it, like, every time I spoke to you, like, the way Brighton play, you love it. And, and like, any team any team we play, we always give them a good contest, no matter who it is, if it's Man City or if it's bloody, you know, but, uh, well, not Burnley, that's probably a bad example, considering we lost 3-0. But uh, we usually, we, we you know, we, we come against teams really, really well. Uh, but, yeah, going, uh, like Ryan said, up top, it was just frustrating because, like, for example, that Trossard. Let's just use that as an example. He's been put, uh, he's been put through as in one on one with Allison and just hit the target. I'm not expecting him to score. I'm not. Expe- I'm not saying he has to score, but just test the keeper. Go get it on target minimum. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Hit the target. Test the keeper, and at least then we can be like, right. At least you know he's tested Allison. He's good save. Whatever, whatever. But he's just skied it over the bar. And I just feel like the difference with Liverpool is you put Salah in that position, and, I, and I'm not comparing Trossard and Salah because you just can't. But you put a Liverpool striker. In that position they're hitting the target at least do you know what I mean and I think that's the big key difference is for me anyway but I don't know Grace, what, what do you think about that whole sort of difference between Brighton and Liverpool's attacking so look even though I've said and spoken glowingly of, of Potter and, and the way he plays I also get the frustration that you guys must go through like we don't want to play pretty football all the time we want a bit of um, efficiency right? but we had that for a good Three months this season, and then but, we're know back what, down Ryan, to last season. Now, do you know what? I the way I'd look at it, and again, it's like, oh, it's easy for you to say, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but no, but do you know what I mean? It's like, what did what do you guys kind of expect? So when I'm when I say that, when when I say that, what I mean is, you haven't got the biggest of squads, right? Mm. Especially especially in, in terms of depth, like sort of your first 11, if, if Webster was fit, um, you know, I'm, I was, as I said, I was surprised Gross didn't start, but he must be in Gross form. Pardon the pun. Um, um, <laughs> Terrible. Terrible, um, Chris. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, look, <laughs> the, the, line, the lineup from the Anfield was totally different, right? I, there was about four yeah. players that were different from your lineup at Anfield. Do you remember yeah. we went through the lineup at Anfield? It was totally different. Now, yeah. is it maybe because... Does it? Do you think it tinkers with the lineup and formation a bit too much for you guys? That's Is that one funny, thing? Funny enough, you say that, Chris. We literally had this conversation last week uh, <laughs> where we actually spoke about does he like that was one of my biggest. Um, concerns is yeah does he tinker with the team too much but in in his defense as well um and ron will, will uh, sort of uh, agree with this we have had a few suspensions injuries that have you know forced him forced his hand a, a few yeah. weeks like you know uh dunk's red card webster's injury um you know lamptey's been out a lot of the season like yeah Mike so his injury yeah exactly so yeah it, it's frustrating to see him tinker with the team but then at the same time i'm like Sometimes he's forced to, um, and yeah. it, it can get frustrating. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I feel like our, our squad depth is what we've done is we've, we've let go of Ben White and Burn, and we've not yeah. replaced them. That's um, that's literally what I was going to come on and say. With, um, sorry, with with Grizz, how do that's you see a- that as an external perspective? I mean, getting rid of White, Burn, no attacking improvements over the last couple of summers. That's been the biggest pro- problem for me, I think, as a fan. Anyway. It's been our recruitment. Um, and don't get me wrong, we are fantastic at bringing in young players. We've had Dan Ashworth at the pinnacle of that. But in terms of purely results now, do you not think that a big part of that leaky defence, the sort of problems we've had with Graham Potter changing it a bit too much, has come from this getting rid of defenders without anything in replacement? Yeah, it's it's so obvious though. I mean, why isn't he? Why hasn't he? I, I could reverse the question to you guys because... You just mentioned two like brilliant defenders, like Premier League standard, and they've gone on to show how good they are at mm. Arsenal and Newcastle. Um, why haven't they been replaced? Like, is there a financial situation? Is there financial restraints for Potter? Um, no. I don't know. We don't but know the answer, Grace. That's what we're asking answer. you. <laughs> it's strange. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know, know what to answer. say because that's the most obvious thing. Because look, as I said, I don't, I don't rate Veltman. You know, I know he's a, like a. I know he's played at fullback a couple of times as well and centre back. And I thought he's and you know as you guys said he's more suited to a three, 
you know. Yeah. Um, Dunk, I'm, I'm not going to lie, Dunk looked a bit chunky to me as well. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm Dunk's, a good one to talk. Yeah, Dunk's but... had, a, <laughs> Dunk's had um, a big drop in form, um, mm. probably yeah. since his injury. But he looked heavy, Ryan. Yeah. I'm not joking. It's, he, he didn't look light on his feet. Like, I, yeah. I'm sorry I know what you're saying. If he's, if he's like a relative of yours or something, or like, you know, like, but I'm t- you know, he might be you, got you guys' best friend at a pod or something. I've totally ruined the relationship between you guys and Lewis Dunk, but... Yeah. He didn't. He didn't. He he looked really clanky. If you know what I mean, like he was mm. like he was like quite big, and I thought, mm, you know, mm. he, he was struggling to keep up. Now, obviously, obviously, you don't base your performance or or you don't base your season on a performance against Liverpool. We've, we're one of the best teams in Europe, so you shouldn't be too downhearted no. about losing to Liverpool. Do you know 100%. what I mean? But 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 four defeats in a row. Obviously, five now. That is worrying, especially yeah. a man like. Potter, who is very highly thought of, and you're right. Look, how much depth can you have? You you lose Ben White and Webster, and then sorry, Ben uh, White, Dern. Web, Ben White, Webster, and someone uh, was injured as well. Oh, uh, it, Webster's, Webster's injured. injured. Webster's injured. Yep. Sorry, yep. Burns. I beg your pardon. You lose Burns, Webster, and White, who are probably the three of the best centre back stroke defenders in the Premier League, like outside your big big. Top yeah, two, three yeah, teams. Six, yeah, I was, yeah. was going to say, yeah. Not even the big <laughs> six. No, 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 not even the big six. I'm not even joking. If you take right away now, Man City, Man City, Liverpool, yeah, yeah, sort of. yeah. yeah. I think, I, I get what you're saying. Um, in terms of burn, um, I'm not going to come in and be a hypocrite because it was only a year ago everyone was saying selling burn wouldn't be a bad thing. And I still don't think selling burn as an individual is a bad thing. Uh, I think getting 13 million for him based on last season anyway. And maybe the last sort of month before he went, he had a very good month. But, Let's be real, £13 million for Dan Byrne this time last year, we would have taken it in a heartbeat. Um, so I'm not against the, the transfer itself. It's more about the fact that it came in January after getting rid of Ben White back in the summer, not replacing Ben White, and then obviously losing another versatile defender when we don't actually have another one fit and available. Um, I think that's been our biggest problem. And we've seen it again against Liverpool. And unfortunately, it, it, there is no coincidence as to why our form has con- conveniently gone like this since we've got rid of Dan Byrne, because we don't have another versatile player. And I don't want to keep going over the same thing, because I understand I have said it a lot since January. But unfortunately, it's going to keep coming back around when the results are, are clearly showing what's wrong, you know. So yeah. um, that's probably a big no. reason for the whole Sanchez thing, which I'm sure we'll probably get on to, Maz. But yeah, yeah, no, I think sorry, that's, a, that's a... Big part of that. No, hundred percent. I, I was just, I was just going to bring us back to the game, just because I, I feel like there's still a couple of more talking points, obviously. So after uh, yeah. we, we talked about the Trossard uh, big, big miss, that you know, one nil down, that that could have been a turning point. You know, if, if Trossard had, it would have been disallowed that, though, Maz. Yeah, true, true. It was a handball yeah. by Mope. Wasn't yeah, it? it was handball uh, by yeah. Mope. Yeah. Well, yeah, all right. Well, okay. Well, he would have been well, one nil anyway. <laughs> and then going into it, um, obviously, then Salah had his chance as well. Um, where, where, where he hit the crossbar. Obviously, uh, came off dunk, wasn't it? And looped and hit the crossbar. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, what was all that about? Yeah, yeah. But how did that even <laughs> uh, happen? We, Genuinely, I mean, it, it was it was poor defending, wasn't it? Like everyone was on the floor. <laughs> Salah was just doing twinkle toes, and he got his shot off, and obviously deflected. You you were behind the goal for that, weren't you, Grizz? Uh, yeah, we thought we yeah. thought we thought it was in. It looked like yeah, he was yeah, looping because yeah. Sanchez was, was stood still. He'd Stop. given up. Mm. Like he'd given up. Yeah. He thought it's either going to go over or it's going to hit the crossbar mm. and hit the crossbar. Um, oh, sorry. Either go in or hit the crossbar or go over. Oh, so all three options. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't know. No, another Michael Owen moment there. Um, <laughs> it's great to have Michael Owen on the podcast. Yeah, you might as well. Man. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but he Michael does that, Mo Salah. When he's in the area like that, when he's in the area like that, he's so difficult to get the ball off. Yeah. Like he's he's mm. got quick feet. Like people only see his sprinting and his finishing, but he's got quick feet. And even though he didn't have the best of games, he could have walked away with two, three goals very easily. It wasn't his best yeah. game. Um, mm. But I just, I just think our midfield got hold of your midfield. After that initial 20 minutes where you guys pressed us everywhere, mm. didn't give us any time on the ball. We didn't know what hit us kind of thing in that first 15 minutes. And mm. I thought this is going to be a long afternoon. But once we got that goal, and, I, you know, obviously from my side, I'm going to look at it from Joel Matip. Like what a pass, oh, what a player. Ball, what yeah, a, great ball. Matip's so underrated, honestly. I was watching, um, actually, I'm going to, do you know what? I'm going to give a bit of praise to Liverpool here because um, <laughs> where I sit, because you say you sit right behind the uh, right behind the goal, I sit really good place to see 
defenders and midfielders. And I'll tell you what, I say every single time, I said that about Bernardo Silva, the Man City, how good he was. But watching Virgil van Dijk is just an education in football alone. Watching him play football at the game when you're just watching him, even off the ball, he is just absolutely different class. Absolutely different class. By far one of the best defenders I've ever seen. And that's not it's not even reactionary to say that. He is genuinely unbelievable. And I was just watching every single time that Sanchez cleared the ball or had one of his balls that he likes to do um, to catch on the break with Trossard. It just went to his head every single time Van Dyke was there. He just wanted it more at the end of the day. I t- I tell and you it what, showed. And that's the, was, that's the difference. There was one moment, though, when uh, I think it was McAllister, you know, actually beat him to a header. It was to, uh, it was for the chance where yeah. uh, when, when, when Mope uh, handballed it. So, yeah, mate, that was the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah McAllister, McAllister beat him to Good a header, point. which I was quite surprised at. But yeah, aside from that, uh, no, he, he's, he is a Rolls-Royce Overall, defender. Overall, he was just unbelievable. As we, yeah, he really as we describe him, he's a Rolls-Royce defender, isn't he? And just a quick question, Grizz, on that, actually. Um, obviously, you've got now Konate now sort of, um, you know, getting into mm. the mix. Uh, Gomez, obviously, injured and stuff. How do you see, because obviously Van Dijk, he's not, I'm not saying he's over the hill by any stretch, but he's getting older. I think he's, what, hitting 31 maybe soon, something like that. So, like, in terms of future... Who do you see being that natural replacement for Van Dijk? For Van Dijk? Will it be Canate? Is he good enough to be that natural replacement? So, so, so Canate is like very much one for the future, but he's but he's so good that he's fit in. Like his debut, he was thrown into Man United away. Now I know Man United away are Man United are shit right now, but <laughs> still to make your debut at Man United away. Yeah. This was at the early part of the season where, you know, all the hype was about Ronaldo, Bruno, mm-hmm. Pogba, etc. Sancho, everyone's there. To make your debut and probably one of the like probably one of the best players on the pitch was brilliant. Mm. Then he went away to AC Milan and totally ran like bullied AC Milan. So he's he's been thrown into big games. Jurgen Klopp's done that to give him the experience straight away to see this is where you're at now, son. Mm-hmm. Like you are at Liverpool. You're gonna you're gonna have to um Get used to this. This is the big boy, big boy league, and he's handed himself as like proper, proper well. Like mm. I can't say a bad word about him. He's always soaking yeah, yeah. in information. He's a sponge. He's listening to Virgil or if he's playing next to Matip, and so is Gomez. People forget how good Gomez was before his injury. Mm, he was, I say he's, he was one of the best English centre backs around. He had everything. Again, a mini, mini Virgil Van Dijk, quick, strong on the ball elegant you know and then the injuries he's had they don't even like normal little hamstring pulls here and there he's had horrendous horrendous mm. like season ending injuries so I think we're in a good place now like when, when Gomez doesn't even make the squad some games yeah. like yeah. it's a proper good place to be um, but yeah Konate is for sure the future absolutely he's, he's fitted in like a glove you're, you're in safe. You're in safe hands then, um, and then, and then quickly then just um, just to wrap up the game as well. Um, so obviously we then had um, Salah's penalty. So we've got to talk about that. Of course, I think we're all in agreement. Basuma handball. I think yeah, it was in pen- an unnatural, yeah, yeah, unnatural position. Said it straight away. Penalty yeah. handball. Yeah, but I thought no oh, you know, I just wanted to talk about a, a point on that. Um, I just felt like from from our perspective or a bright perspective, I just thought it was poor. Like we just. We didn't clear our lines and I just felt like it was very frustrating to see it land back to Kate mm. Kaita and him for, to even have that opportunity to shoot and then for Basuma obviously to be yeah. in an unnatural position. It was just quite frustrating <sighs> to see from our perspective. It was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a silly penalty to concede. I, that's how I look at it. I'm like, we're 1-0 down. We can still potentially get back into the game. And then, again, Basuma didn't, obviously didn't mean to do it, but... He's just, you know, it's a bit clumsy. Um, yeah, the trouble is, Mas, we, we've got we've got these silly errors we keep doing at the minute. And obviously, I'm not going to be really, really downbeat because I understand it is easy to be at the minute. Uh, but we are, we have just played Liverpool. But there are so many, um, so many occasions now, particularly this season and even last season, to be honest, where we just shoot ourselves in the foot and we could be on a, a, a decent run. But we still just shoot ourselves in the foot, and that's how we can see goals. We seem to concede the most stupid goals. And if you got a, if you got a um, a whole reel of this season, pretty much every goal that we've conceded has been from our own our own biggest downfall. Yeah. And again, it happened. Uh, I'm not as I say, I'm not too salty about this one because, as I say, it is Liverpool. I expected to go into that and lose. I know I said on my Twitter we're going to win, but let's be real, it was never really going to happen. You know, I was just being, trying to be a bit of positivity. Um, yeah. But yeah, Spend it was never really going to happen, and. I, yeah, but the the way I view it though, I'm trying to be positive here because 
I still feel like we gave them a decent game. You know, I don't feel like we were just battered and beaten. I didn't feel like we would just look like we were being completely downbeat. Yes, we had some really stupid moments. Sanchez probably shouldn't have been on the pitch, etc. But I thought Solly March, Nil Mope, I thought Alexis McAllister at times showed that he still got his quality as well, his little yeah. um little flick that he did or whatever he did um in the first half yeah. to create a chance. We we've clearly got it about us still. And and that's what has given me a bit of confidence. And I said it after Newcastle as well that we, probably in the last two games compared to the previous three, we've proven that we can still play like how we were and that gives you a little bit of confidence, particularly going into Tottenham. Um, Because we've shown we we haven't just completely given up. But my problem is at the minute is defence. And the trouble is, especially when you come up against world-class players like Diaz and and Salah, etc., you're going to get exploited. And that's unfortunately the nature of the Premier League. And until until we get out of this bad patch, that's going to keep happening. We just need to almost, I said it after Burnley, but I'm going to have to say it again after Liverpool, draw a line and try and move on because there's no other way to go about it anymore because we can't just keep dwelling on these defeats. Otherwise, it's only going to get worse. No, 100%. And uh, and also as well, um, j- just talking about like the final two chances as well, uh, we had we had a good good opportunity. March crossed the Welbeck and it was a great save from Alisson. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic re- reaction save from, from him. Um, and then, of course, the, the, the Diaz chance we spoke about earlier, uh, Grizz, where he should have squared it, shouldn't he, to make it 3-0. Um, is, it, is it frustrating to see? Because I, I saw Klopp as well, because I, I watched the game back again just to sort of refresh my, my memory. And I saw Klopp, I think twice he'd done it. He was like, he was shouting, I'm going, pot, like, he got pass it pass it and like is that as a fan as well do you do you have those same frustrations like you could have literally scored another goal make it 3-0 and obviously 2-0 you were still safe but just to sort of really kill the game and you know go home with three three goals and three points yeah absolutely we were I was like that at the time um, mm. but looking again again like you when I got back and looked at the game again like Diaz actually does try to square it to him but the keeper right. reads it it's just he should have done it earlier mm. and with the Salah one I was with Klopp at the time, but when I came back and looked at it, I'm with Salah. Like he didn't have much options. Like yeah, who could he have squared it to? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So and again, look, many a player would have gone down. Like Basuma clearly took a tug at him, and you know what? Just generally talking about Basuma, you know how much I rate Basuma. He's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite players in the Premier League. But I thought he was given too much to do in midfield. I thought he was frustrated. Like, I didn't feel as though your other midfielders helped him much. It was quite frenetic for Basuma, and he kind of lost his core a couple of times as well because of that. It looked, I don't know. I don't know. Does he play like, like, it looked like he was frustrated with his partners in midfield. Like, he seemed to be covering every blade of grass himself, and that got to him. I thought he was quite frustrated. Hmm. Yeah, he's. he's The trouble with Basuma at the minute that we've got. um, Oh, go on, go on, Ron. Yeah, go on, Matt, if you want. No, go on, mate. Uh, Just saying about Basuma. it's frustrating. It really is. It really is frustrating because it's a shame when he was he was probably our best player, like without a doubt that we've ever seen. And to have one of the highest quality players we've ever had to now having what five, six, seven games where he's just been right out of form, and it doesn't even look like he's that interested anymore. And it's a shame because we did drop him um, in the last game to try and you know Asate. I thought actually had a decent game against Newcastle. Um, I would have stuck with that decision, to be honest. And I think whether whether they'll stick with that now uh, after Liverpool, because it shows again that you know we putting a player in there that doesn't really want to be there. I don't I don't really understand the logic in it. I'd rather put a player in like Alzate. I know he did play, but he had a poor first half. But at least he's actually going to try. At least he's going to play for the ninety minutes for the badge, and that's the that's the biggest problem we've got at the minute. It just looks like players give up way too easily, and that's been a big, big theme of our last five games of defeats. We've just given up so so easily, um, and I know we got back in in Newcastle, but the majority of them have just been hedge dropping, and Basuma's been a really really big part of that. And I, I would drop him again for for Tottenham. I really would. That's interesting, yeah. No, I think Basuma, yeah, like on it, we all know, we all three of us know, on his day, he is clearly our best midfielder, arguably best player in the whole of the Brighton squad. It's just whether his head's in it. Yeah. And there's been a lot of talk in the Brighton, especially in the Brighton fans sort or of fan base, like, yeah, is his head at it? Um, there's been talks, Grizz, of like him not uh, clapping the fans at the end of the games and, you know, stuff like that, that, you know, a lot of fans have been questioning his desire to play for the club. And, like, I think he's got one. Let's be, you know, let's be real. He's got one eye on a transfer this summer. Like he's going to go this summer. I'm I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure. But it's like, in my opinion, put yourself in the shop window, play out your skin, 
And, you know, the likes of Liverpool, Man City and all these big clubs are going to want you because you're playing incredibly well. But if you're not really catching the eye, it's like, well, are you going to get forgotten about? Are they going to go for other options? Yeah, And, exactly. you know, you might sort of shoot yourself in the foot. So, yeah, with, with Basuma, it's it's a, it's a frustrating one. But, yeah, on his day, I, I know you're a big fan, Grizz. And uh, just finally on that, before we get onto the Spurs preview, um, I know you asked me this, Chris, on your podcast. So I'm going to ask you on our podcast. If you could pick any two Brighton players to, to be in the Liverpool team, or Liverpool squad, who would you pick and why? Basuma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely, have Basuma. Have me forgive us 40 <laughs> mil. 30 mil, to be honest. Oh my God. I'd, I'd, oh, 30 million. <laughs> honest to God, I would do that yesterday. Honestly. Oh, <laughs> yesterday. mate. Basuma is, is quality. Now, obviously, he's pissing you lot off because, you know, he doesn't want to be there anymore. And yeah, I get all that aspect of it, but. In terms of a quality player, fucking, I love Basuma. He's got he's everything. quality. He's absolutely different class. He is the best quality player I've ever seen play for Brighton. But uh, yeah, if you if you don't care, there's no point. There's and, no and point. that's how I always view it. The, no player is bigger than the badge, right? That's how Spot it's always on. been in football. And um, for me, you know, as good as Basuma is and has been. We just we just got to move on now. We've got players like Alzate, Caicedo in the ranks, and I'd rather just see them come up and, and give the youngsters a go because I know it's a very old fashioned approach. It might not even win us games, but let's be real, we're on five defeats anyway. What really makes a difference? So for me, I'd take him out and put a player that actually wants to play there and give him to Liverpool if you really want him that much. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think we'd probably I don't think we'd go for him again because he turned us down last season so we don't really go back for players yeah. that turned us down he was waiting for that Arsenal move so I know an agent that actually said like we made a very good offer for Basuma and he said mm. um, he's waiting out for Arsenal it's a yeah like, imagine waiting I for Arsenal like but anyway it's what it is. good luck to you mate um, but um, and the other one is yeah. close the other one is close I could either take either of your fullbacks now they wouldn't get into our team but they'd be tremendous, tremendous deputies. Like, I love, love Tarek Lamptey. Absolutely love him. I'll back that one. <laughs> I'll back that one any day of the week. I love Tarek. Yeah, so, and, and, and Kukurela as well. You know, wonderful, wonderful player. But, um, but you know, Trossard's a player as well. Trossard's a quality player. He's inconsistent. I mean, He's inconsistent. Yeah, he's he's a great. Quality. He's great on his day. He's great on his yeah. day. And, it's, mm. and he's gone back to sort of Trossard the last season where he's having a bit of a dip. Um, but yeah, beginning of the season, especially at Anfield, actually, I think that's probably one of his best games. He played false nine. He was just fantastic. And he, yeah. he ran the game for us up front. Yeah. Um, and on his day, he can do that. But as I say, it's just so inconsistent. And it's starting to be a bit similar with Kukure's on a bit of a dip as well at the minute. But yeah, Tarek Lamptey. I mean, he, as again, he's on a bad run of form, as, as is the rest of the squad. But there's yeah. no doubt in Tarek. And my only worry with Tarek is, you know, has his injuries potentially hampered his... Um, ability to take on a man because How he's definitely he now? come down 21 maybe 20 yeah, I think no he's way very young. he's still d- wow mm. yeah that's amazing so, so, so mm. very young. Then? Very who young, are you but, locking in there because yeah. I'm going to press you on this who, who are you locking in mate are you Basuma and Lamptey Lamptey yeah. Basuma yeah, and Lamptey yeah great great yeah. choices solid. <laughs> Lamptey can play in the cup games I feel sick because you're like he's yeah, taken one of our best players and yeah, he just made him sit on the bench it is what it is man what can I say man <laughs> the game is the game the game is the game you know the game is the game right final one then um, right actually one point before we go on sorry I, I know I keep saying we're going to go to Spurs we're going to go to Spurs oh, we will get there just final one on the game I don't know if you boys saw it, it on socials done the rounds uh, a Brighton fan or a, it was a fan in the Brighton end who got Salah's shirt. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did see yeah. that. At full time, yeah. when yeah. he came off, it was all of Liverpool Twitter yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, I'll, I'll give you my views quickly and then I'll get, I want to get your guys' views on it. Right. I personally... I get, I, I get why loads of fans are angry. A lot of Brighton fans are like, oh, what's, a, you know, what's he doing? Like, absolute oh, shame, blah, blah. Look, if you're a big fan of a player, I don't see the harm in it. Like, you're just asking a player who's walking off the pitch and you're asking for a T-shirt. I don't think it's that deep, in my opinion. I don't see, like... I, I get it. He was a Brighton fan. Oh, well, I think he's a Liverpool fan in the Brighton end. That's, that's different. If he was a Liverpool fan in the Brighton end, that's different. But if he was just a fan of Salah... I don't see the harm in it. That's my view. So let's go. I'll see a few confused faces. Ryan, you go first and then we'll go Mate, to Grizz. You wonder why we've got such a bad atmosphere. That's that's all I've got to say. Like, 
as as much as I get it, like I've I was a fan of Ronaldo when I was younger. Yeah, I've always loved Cristiano and I'd always loved Messi. I've always loved the big players, but when we play them. We're playing against them, you know what I mean? And I don't know, unless Salah physically came up and threw the shirt into the crowd and I'm catching it, great, got Salah's shirt, that's full, that's cool. But I wouldn't go begging for it. And I, I wouldn't be there sort of being like, oh, Salah, can I have your shirt? You know, I'd, he, he'd walk down a tunnel and I'd, that's it. You know, I would probably wouldn't even look at him. I'd look at Joel Veltman applauding the North Stand instead. So I don't know. I've been going to games for a long time and I've been go- watching Premier League football for a long time and I, I don't think I would be swayed by it. And I, I just think... The, the way our atmosphere is, I mean, there are so many Liverpool fans in the um, home end. So many Liverpool fans in the home end. And it goes to show, you know, you can't expect to have an atmosphere like we did in the Championship when we've got, sorry, but we've got a bunch of plastics in the home end. It's just it's just mm. never going to happen. And that's that's, what's, fair, that's but... the big pre- reason for it. Yeah, that's fair. But Grace, Grace what, what are your thoughts on it? So I'm trying to put myself in that situation if I was, if I was a Brighton fan. And yeah. one of the, without doubt, one of the all-time Premier League attackers um, has just scored the goal and he's been taken off and it's 2-0. I would have, I would have tried to have some communication with him. Now, I don't know if that means I would have begged for his shirt or something or I don't know. I don't know because it depends on the, you know, and if we're comfortable because you're not fighting relegation, you're not fighting for one of the top, for European places or anything like that. You know, with all the respect in the world to Brighton and Hove Albion, right? If one of the greats has just come to your ground and the game's pretty much done with, like 2-0, 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes to go or something like that was, I don't see the harm in it. I I, I get what you're saying, completely get what you're saying uh, about it doesn't help the atmosphere when you've got not diehards in there, right? Because, mm. yeah... I get all that, but you got to look at everything into context. That's just my opinion. So I'm just thinking, if if Liverpool were like 12th, 13th, and sort of Zidane was one of my heroes, Maradona was one of my heroes, I 100% would have asked for this shirt. That's just me, you know, but each to their own, each to their own. Yeah. There's no right and yeah. wrong. It's just subjective, isn't it? It's one of those feelings once. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah like that's the thing. Me personally, I, I, I don't ever like, you know, I, I'm not one of those people to be like, oh, yeah, hello, can I have a show, blah, blah, blah. Just, that's just not me. But yeah. I, it, like, from mm. a, from a, because like, we're looking at this from an outside perspective, yeah, if, if one of my heroes was walking down that tunnel and I was close enough to chat to him and try and get a shirt, like, yeah, you know, I don't see, I feel like a lot of people are taking it a, a bit too to heart. Uh, but I, I, Ryan, I completely get what you're saying from a fan perspective, atmosphere perspective, 100%, I get it. Like, it, it, it does, it doesn't help when you have these, you know, fake fans or whatever you want to Sometimes you got, do you know what it is? Sometimes you've got to look at who you're playing and where you are and take all that into consideration. So, do, so do you remember like how many times we spoke or people speak about the greats getting uh, applauded at grounds where you know you'd think they're the enemies like for example Ronaldinho getting a standing ovation at Bernabeu do yeah. you know what I mean or the original Ronaldo getting a standing ovation at you know uh, when he went mm. back to Barcelona or something like that do you know what I mean there is there is the incidents thing is, that's, that's probably not really going to happen in English football like there's probably more of a European football they're probably more inclined to do it I don't know why they always just have that bit more it's respect a bit more respectful yeah a bit more respectful in English football in English football no, I but mean I'm, Ronaldo's what, being chanted at with all sorts yeah but I mean, Ryan you know I tell I mean? you what I was at Watford, yeah, uh, Liverpool Watford. They all to a man, near enough, all to a man, applauded Mohamed Salah. Yeah, but you're at Watford. Oh, I mean, that's answered your question, isn't it? Watford. So no more. But it does happen. But it does happen. Like I get what you're trying to say. I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. No, it's a, mm. it, it's a, t- yeah, it's a subjective one. Let, let's leave it there. I like, I like the way you've summed that up, Chris. It's subjective, and uh, yeah, it was just an interesting point to bring up. Right, final one. Uh, Spurs preview. I know, obviously, Chris, you probably don't care about what happens between Brighton <laughs> and Spurs, but we'll get you, we'll get your view on it anyway. Just quickly, yeah. How do you see the game going from from a neutral perspective? How do you see the Spurs yeah, versus Brighton game going? Yeah, it'd be good to get your perspective on it. Where is it? Uh, Spurs. No, the MS. Uh, no, it's at the MS. Wednesday yeah. night. Oh. Quick turnover then, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I'm. I, if I was Brighton fan, I'd be expecting changes again. Yeah. Um, at least two, three changes. I think there will be. I think, you know, maybe Welbeck gets a, gets a run out uh, this time round. Um, 
again, maybe another change of formation because if he plays Welbeck, would is he likely to drop Malpai? Uh, he's probably playing play together. Play yeah, together. he likes playing them together. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then that means another formation change. So yeah, it's one of those ones. I, I, you'd expect a response at some time. You're not going to carry on losing games like the the balance of probability. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> there is, and I, I think you can get a draw against them. They're not playing well. They were atrocious against Man United. Mm. Absolutely atrocious. Yet they were so brilliant against Man City. Mm. So they're a proper. Because I was I, I was on another show the earlier on in the day, and we were talking about they've literally got. Uh, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win for the last six games. Yeah. yeah. So it's mental. But, so according to they, that, they they'll win, win this one. Yeah, but, they're going to win this one. Yeah, they're going to yeah. win. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. but, 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 but another way of looking at it is I think they'd do a draw. And I think mm. you guys would take that right now. Absolutely, I think. Oh. I think you'd take oh, a draw yeah, against I'll, I'll Spurs. take a draw. At yeah, the moment, probably. Yeah, so I think, look, you're going to make two free changes. He's going to shake them up. You've got to bring back Welbeck. You've got to bring back Amrapol. Um, um, and Mulder as well. And I think you can get a draw. I, I don't think they're playing outstandingly well for, for you to be worried. Yeah, your form is worrying, but you shouldn't be worried about Spurs, if you know mm. what I mean. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm going to go bold. Obviously, I'm going on, on Wednesday and I just... We just need to, we need a response. We need a response. I've, I've gone to the Amex too many times this season. I come back bitterly disappointed, you know, and it's become a bit of a theme at the Amex. We aren't very good at home. I really, really, really aren't very good at home. We're good away. We can't win at home. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and we need to put that behind us. And I think it's a good thing that it's coming at a night game because just gives a bit more of an edge to it. It's a bit of a different dynamic to sort of playing in a 12-30 kickoff against yeah. Liverpool. I don't know. Um, we need to we need to get something. We can't lose again. And I, I think if we lose six in a row and to Tottenham, I'm, I'm, I know Tottenham are good. I know they've got a very good attack. Kudasevsky's done really well for them since they've yeah, come in. Kane, so on to speak for themselves. Um, but they're beatable. They are definitely beatable, and we can we can definitely do them. We we've proven we can in the past. Um, but. At the minute, it's just really hard to find a positive. It's really hard to see where we're going to score a goal, let alone actually win the game. Um, because we can't keep clean sheets and we can't score. So we're, having, we're in a bit of a problem. But we need, a, we need a response. We really do. And it needs to really be a win, to be honest, because we don't want to keep slipping down the table. And a win puts us back in the top 10. You know, So that's, how, that's the fine margins of football. Um, but we we need a response, at, at yeah. least a draw, at least a draw, because we need to look like we're up for this. Because I don't want to see their heads drop if we concede in the first twenty minutes again. Because I, I can't I can't watch that again because it's just that's been the theme of the last month. Yeah. So so on that then I'll kick us off. We'll, we'll go score predictions. I'll kick us off. Um. So yeah, I, I, I'm worried about um Spurs' attack. I think defensively. You know, um, Romero's. He, I think he's a fantastic player. Um, however, I feel like defensively we can get at them. I, I, I feel like that. You know, they're not as solid as a lot of people probably think. Um, you know, defensively. So I feel like we'll score, but I think they will score as well. So I'm going to go with a score draw. Uh, I'm going to go two all. You know, I, feel, I think it'll be a, a, a nice two, two all. How are we going to yeah, score I think two we'll goals? Of goals. <laughs> um, defensively, both a bit bit crap at the moment. So um, yeah. Tool for me. Um, right, Ryan, score prediction. Hit me. Score prediction. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, because we're going to concede, aren't we? Let's be honest. We're probably going to concede. Um, and I've just got to hope that we score two goals. Because I don't want to go into this being really negative again. So I'm saying 2-1. That's in my heart, but with my head probably... Probably two 0 Tottenham to be honest at the moment, but I, I want to say I want to say we're going to win. So my my heart's just saying we're going to win two one, but I don't think we will. <laughs> okay, Chris, what do you think? It's, it's got it's got one one written all over it. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that tomorrow. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, day, yeah. there's there's yeah. no. Yeah, I'll take that hundred percent. If he gets a if he gets a selection, if he lets me pick your team. Right, because that's like let, yes, you pick it. Have a, have a word with him. Let say, let Grizz kind of put out. Right, to work. Got, like, get Grizz in. He's got Grizz loads in. of follow- he's got loads of followers. <laughs> get Grizz in. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm like, I, I, you will get a response. There will be a response. Um, freshen it up. Three, four changes. You know, 
and I think you can get one one result there. I definitely. Uh, at, I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, I'll take that as well. Right, final question, Grizz. Before we wrap up, final question. Um, sorry, two questions. One, where do you see us finishing this season? And two, where do you see you you finishing this season? Top ten. I think you guys, you deserve it overall in the season. Yeah, man. You, there's no way it'll be a travesty if you don't finish in the top 10 after the football that you've played in the early part of the season. Yeah. Um, but again, it depends on injuries and yeah, I get all that. Yeah. You know, hopefully your injuries clear up and, you know, and you finish it's the, in the that, top 10. It's the, um, it's the defender problem that's the, that's been the issue since January. There's no coincidence that we've completely fallen Yeah, apart. yeah, yeah. And it's understandable. Look at our season. Last season, yeah. people mm. keep saying, oh, shut up with the excuses. It's not. Like you lot are having one or two out. You know, Man City having one out, Chelsea had one or two out, and everyone started crying. We had f- four, six defenders out at one goal, like all the time, four to six defenders out, and people were saying, oh, Liverpool making excuses. Well, you know what I mean? Look what happens when we get them back. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're literally unbeatable. Like, you know, obviously we've lost a couple, but, you know, two goals conceded in eight games, eight wins in a row. Yeah. And one of them was our own goal. Like, we're mean, we're mean machine now. You have to have your best players, and Brighton's are no different. Mm. You know, yeah. you've got to have your best best players available. If you haven't, he's going to struggle with what he's got. You know, there's only so much he can polish a turd. Do you know what I mean? And, I, you know, I'm going to pick, it seems like I'm picking on Veltman, but I just don't rate <laughs> Veltman's him. really been at it, hasn't he, today? <laughs> just Veltman, don't rate me. I just don't please rate say him. when watching this podcast. <laughs> no, Honestly, no, he, I don't rate him. But, he, is, you know. he is good. He is good. He, he just had, he had a bit he's of... He's a consistent before. player. He's a consistent yeah, player. But yeah, I do he, like he, Veltman, to be the, fair. Diaz basically tore him apart and he just had no answer, basically. Mm. On, on the day yeah and with, yeah, when it comes to us uh, yeah top 10 for us and then what about Liverpool yeah look obviously we're in a title race now um, we've because only because of the fact that we've put like eight games in a row wins but it's a tall order Man City are still favourites for me but yeah. you know it's mental that we both can put 10-12 games in this Premier League uh, win in a row wins in a row which is, just shows you the levels and standards we've taken it but Again, just like Brighton, if you don't finish in the top 10, it'll be a travesty. If we don't win another trophy, it'll be an absolute travesty this season. So yeah. I'll, I'll take I'll take a Champions League and second in the league. Yeah. You know, if we win the Not FA bad. Cup. If the expectations F- difference is actually Yeah, bad. exactly. If we win the FA Cup, yeah, it'll be a brilliant day at Wembley. But we've got to get one of the Champions League or the Premier League. That would be amazing. Yeah, amazing. Listen, Grizz, you've been an absolute pleasure, mate. It's always, always great speaking to you. Um, so we appreciate you having ha- having you on the pod. Sorry, can't get my words out. Uh, Ryan, of course, always amazing, mate. Don't even need to need to say about that. Uh, but listen, everyone oh. who's watching on YouTube, um, please hit a like, comment, and subscribe. All that good stuff. We really appreciate it. It does mean a lot to us. And of course, uh, keep streaming on Spotify and uh, Apple. That's the one. Um, so yeah, listen, it's been a pleasure. Um, uh, we'll see you after Tottenham on Wednesday. Peace. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.